What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 126 of Land Parties from the Las Vegas Review Journal. This episode is brought to you by Blue Wire. I am your host, Lucas Agan, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Ryan Smith. Ryan, thanks for holding the fort down last week, and I know right on the heels of that, you also had a very long week, but how was your weekend? <laughs> it, it was much better. You're right, and, and no worries. You know, I'm, I'm glad we were able to uh, go over the summer game fest stuff give a little preview and i'm excited to talk about it today yeah i ended up with bronchitis so i've i've been sick uh had a temperature all throughout the week put me it put me down hard uh but i finally got in got some meds and i'm feeling a lot better still a little bit of a cough um but doing a lot better than i was last week uh but other than that man Oh my goodness, this whole weekend has been fantastic just watching game reveals and this conference and that Summer Game Fest has completely kicked into high gear and man, there is a ton to talk about. Again, I know that you've been busy as well, but how was your weekend, my friend? You know, my weekend was good. Uh, my girlfriend got to come home on Sunday, so thankfully from yeah. the hospital. So that was uh, a big positive. Uh, thank again. You know, I said this on Twitter, but thanks to everybody for all the well wishes. It certainly helped. Uh, we both heard them loud and clear. So thank you. Um, yeah, all the the announcements have been fun to watch. This is such a great time of year. Uh, I think I say this every year, but I love this time of year when every announcement seems like. This game's going to be a perfect 10 out of 10. And so it's just it's just so much fun getting hyped for all these games and, and knowing that at least some of them are going to be great. And I can't wait to find out which ones turn out as good as they look right now. Yeah, you know, and and there is a ton too. I thought what was really important, especially with this this first kickoff, the kickoff event that that uh, Microsoft them um, did here was that they basically what they showed um, for for themselves, Microsoft Bethesda during their conference was what we'll be getting, what we can expect to get here in the next. 12 months over the next 12 months, which I thought was really nice because it's not just one of those, Hey, we're working on these games that'll be coming out sometime in the future. This is look within the next year, all these games are, are, are going to be out allegedly. Mm-hmm. Um, I would more surprising with some of these ones that are coming out in 2022. Uh, some of the ones that really, really, uh, Piqued my interest. There's a game called As Dusk Falls. It kind of mm-hmm. remind the art style was really cool a bit, but it kind of reminded me of a um, Life is Strange type of game where you have choices that you can make and different choices have different effects on you. That's going right. to be a game. I mean, majority of these games too are coming out on on Game Pass, which is really really cool, uh, especially if you have that. I was surprised that Overwatch Two was a part of this. I was not anticipating anything as far as with that. There are some nice changes to Sea of Thieves with season seven coming and being able to customize your ships and name them and buy or, or and buy ships and, and things of that nature. Grounded got an official release date. Uh, mm-hmm. I've played that. That's been in early access for a while. I didn't even realize it had gone as far as it has, uh, but that is ready to release this year as well. So there is a lot in, in these, you know, at least coming out this year. But again, I still feel like, and, and we talked about this too, that this fall is definitely a lighter fall as far as game drops and in the whole this the rest of the year seems lighter it seems like now i remember last year we were talking about man 2022 is gonna be stacked you know i don't know our wallets are gonna be hurting as we've gotten into it and don't get me wrong the front half there are some there are some spicy drops Uh but it is definitely simmered down a ton and it's looking now more like 2023 is gonna be that year that's just gonna gonna absolutely explode i mean we're talking about diablo 4 which is absolutely huge i know there's a lot of people that are are really pumped from that and that's on the on the uh uh we know what's been going on with diablo immortals if you if you don't it's 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 exactly what we thought it was going to be a complete cluster and and just a pay to win scheme that they have set up for it i won't even pick up the game because it it that Nah, I'm, I'm not going to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. We've got Redfall, which we got gameplay reveal. 
Starfield, which we're going to talk about here in a second. We finally got it. We knew <laughs> this was coming and they gave it to us and they gave us all that spice. Um, Minecraft Legends. That was something my daughter was watching with me and, and she was really intrigued by that. Um there's something from uh, uh, League of Legends, uh, League of Legends Wild Rift, uh, some other other things. Obviously, RE4, uh, Resident Evil 4 remake um, as well. So there's a lot here in the next year that they've got planned for us. Uh, a Dead Space remake, which now I'm sitting here thinking, man, because like I have some of those Dead Spaces. I've never played them. So it's like, do I wait until the remake or do I start from the first one? Like, come on, man. I don't know. I okay, right. I feel like you should just play through them, and by the time you finish them, the remake might be out. (laughs) You're right, you're right, you're right. Yep, I think you're right, dude. No, the the Microsoft showcase was, I think, overall just what uh fans needed to see was that roadmap Mm -hmm. and 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 kind of the reassurance that over the next you know 12 to 18 months there's gonna be a lot of titles coming out uh so that is always reassuring um i will say that i still feel like this fall is kind of missing that killer uh game to to lead them into the holidays that that presumably starfield would have been uh mm-hmm. which you know if, if you think about it when when the xbox launched and they delayed halo so they launched without a halo which we thought was a mm-hmm. miss then they got halo but now this year again the kind of without that big title to drive them so so it's it's a little frustrating i guess if i were an xbox fan to have two of your first three years kind of without a big holiday first party game right. that's really pushing it however the future does look bright um you know when when they started acquiring all these studios we knew that it would take time but once that ball gets rolling uh the just the amount of titles is going to be amazing to see we just need that that ball to get rolling here uh but thankfully you know i was thinking about this with the look that we got into starfield thankfully mm-hmm. they announced the delay earlier because that would have been a, a kind of a gut punch to get that look that we did and then have them go hey the game's being delayed <laughs> <laughs> exactly that yep. would have been hard however this game looks amazing and beautiful ryan uh super Mm. hyped uh i was excited for it but i was trying to kind of reserve some of it until we got our first real look at it and now i'm just Mm -hmm. i'm I'm fully on board uh i can't wait to see this uh ryan you were mentioning off air uh this does is just look like the final form of no man's sky that we were all hoping no man's sky would be (laughs) and uh i i am super pumped for this ryan this this look was just i think what fans needed to see Dude, this is literally Bethesda, I think, at, at their best. What Bethesda does best. If they execute and, 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 and there is a, an amazing story to this, I think this game is going to be off the charts. Already just kind of looking at it, being able to finally get some gameplay look at it. There is very much some, some things that are reminiscent of, um, of No Man's Sky, such as, you know, having the mining tools. There's, there's, weapons they they talked about being able to land on different planets and build little bases you're able to build your own ships which is something that you can't do in no man's sky which is amazing I am so I am I am 100% on board with this uh, out the gate. I was beforehand. I was already hyped being able to actually see gameplay um, and and see kind of the mechanics a little bit about it. The looks of it, the things that they talked about, they're talking about over over a thousand planets that are able to be able to uh, that you can land on something I wasn't 100% sure on, though. And, and this is one of my things in No Man's Sky go. Going from space or going into a planet is all seamless. You don't, Mm -hmm. there's no cut scene, no load times. So I didn't get a clear picture on if that's the case within this game. I'm hoping that is the case uh, because that would only enhance it and make it even cooler when you're flying into some new planet and just coming and landing down and stuff like that. But this game seems like it's going to be absolutely monstrous. We see that uh, they've got a nice uh, uh, look at at guns and, and different tools you can use. And something that was really, really impressive to me that I saw was this this uh, character uh, customization and creation feature. Uh, not only are you customizing the the looks and and some of that stuff, but what really impressed me as far as with that was that there are different traits 
uh, and personality traits to have different effects and and different traits that your character can then get uh, yep. from this. So it looks like they are getting super, super in-depth with the custom or with the character customization. And I'm always a fan, especially if you're playing a game like this, dude. Like, I want it to be me in the game <laughs> doing this stuff. So, you know, the fact that they have, oh, you could be a diplomat or you can do that. And I need to dig in even deeper uh, into that because each each choice that you make within those traits have different effects on a character or give you different boons or you have different negative effects from that character's um, uh, perspective and and what they do. So the, the, the tree, the skill trees, they're mm-hmm. they're things uh, in, in terms of that that stuff all looks solid it looks like they've taken some of the good parts from some of their other rpgs that they've done and they've kind of incorporated it into this game which i love to see that there's no point in, in reinventing the wheel when you've already got something uh, a solid system why mm-hmm. not build upon it and then make it better and it looks like that that's exactly what they are doing i am so pumped for this game um I, it, now it's just all about for me it's going to be about what it's going to boil down to is execution of the game how yep. well is it play in that story this is an rpg okay so the story has to be huge it has to be amazing in order for this to be successful however if it is this could be the start of something years down the road that where people have been playing forever and and builds that new now i don't want to say cult following but mm-hmm. build that that just that trust and love that so many people had for Bethesda IPs that they've played in the past. That's what I'm looking for. That's what Bethesda needs. And I think Microsoft is helping them to drive to get there. Yeah, this one could be a home run for them if they can execute it. Yeah, all that goodwill comes back, like all mm-hmm. of it. And, uh, you know, it, it's... It's going to be interesting. The trait, the traits could be fun. Um, I hope that it has a meaningful impact on uh, gameplay and choices and whatnot. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, these systems uh, sound really intriguing. And, and, and so we'll see how deep it takes it uh, once you get into the actual story and whatnot. Uh, it, it's funny. Like, I, I am fully appreciative of all the customization options. Sometimes I get overwhelmed <laughs> these days mm-hmm. by the amount of stuff, uh, like the walking style. Like, that's something I would never think about. Like, <laughs> right, right. Um, but it's just cool to get to that level, right? So we can all create a character that really feels uh, authentic to what we want to be represented when we kind of go through our own story. Uh, you know, the the ex- space exploration is always going to intrigue me. Uh, so the fact mm-hmm. that we can go to like a thousand plus planets just sounds epic and sounds like the type of game that will keep me uh, playing it, you know, one, two, three, four years down the road. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I am so hoping they can land the uh, launch. Um, look, I mean, th- this day and age, I don't think anyone expects a perfect game right at launch, but this needs to be uh, close <laughs> to done. Yeah. Like, like we cannot have like a Fallout 76 launch, not for this one, uh, just because the potential is so great. Like it would hurt so much more to have this one have like a really buggy and messy launch. Uh, so I'm hoping that the focus back on an RPG uh, story will give them uh, the time to really give us a polished, epic, and amazing game that, uh, you know, is right up at the top of my list for 2023. Like this is a, a clear game of the year contender if it can land. Yeah, I agree. And and we'll see because this is coming out or it's slated to come out early next year. Uh, they haven't put a date on it yet. Again, this is one that I don't feel that they should rush. Nope. Just make sure that it's ready to ship. And I think I think, you know, people have waited this long. A little longer isn't going to hurt to be able to put out the product that they that they're really looking to execute. And again, I think on Bethesda's end, it's really important for them because after Fallout 76 and again, we know that that Fallout 76 has had some redemption to it and they've made changes. But there were a lot of missteps within Fallout 76 that just didn't seem it just seemed very rushed. And and they didn't seem to put the same care that they should have put into it, especially with an IP like that, with like Fallout. Mm -hmm. Um, So 
hopefully they're there. And I, I think too, with them being in under that Microsoft umbrella, um, I think that's going to help kind of maybe keep them in check a little bit and not make those dumb mistakes and, and, and try to rush things too much. Uh, again, I'm not saying that they went ahead and did that intentionally. There's right. obviously other factors that, that play into that stuff behind the scenes that us as consumers aren't even privy to. Um, but from their standpoint as a company and, and from people that either like a company or not, I felt like they really lost uh, a lot of faith from their fan base in what they've put out. This, uh, to me, could be their their redemption arc and them being able to come back and put themselves back in, in a favorable position for folks that enjoy uh, Bethesda and the games and, and the things that they do. Again, this is back to their bread and butter, that RPG. So I have a lot. My expectations are, and I'm going to try to temper them, but my <laughs> expectations are high for what they, what they have in store for this. But I, I said it since day one. I am all in full steam ahead with Starfield. I love space games. And, you know, that's something else I noticed, too. A lot of these uh, reveals, I've noticed there are a ton of space games that are coming out. More towards, like, the space horror, dead space kind of feel, I noticed. in a lot of these, uh, it almost I almost got, like, space burnout. You know, I was just <laughs> like, eh. It was like, that's cool, it's in space, but... Meh, I, I, you know, this, I, I've seen so many of them now, but to me, this is a different avenue of it. We're talking about being able to mine, explore mm-hmm. different planets. Um, I, I don't even know. There's going to be so many more details and so much more information that we're going to be able to get from this. But I absolutely love this. I love the fact that I mean, again, even even just looking at this video now, it's very reminiscent of um, No Man's Sky and how you kind of traverse the universe and go to different planets and figure out what what's what in there. Mm-hmm. So Good to see this. I think they they knocked this out of the park. I'm so glad. And we called it. We called it too. We said there's no way we can get through this summer game fest without seeing gameplay of Starfield. Otherwise, that game is in trouble, and they're just not saying anything about it. <laughs> right. You know, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Starfield really came out like mid next year, which I'm fine right. with. Um, but yep. even even early next year, just just realizing like the scope of this game seems mm-hmm. a little ambitious. So I wouldn't be surprised if it got one more short delay uh however i do have a plea to bethesda and nintendo out here please do not release this and breath of the wild 2 anywhere close to each other <laughs> please we need we need at least three months in between these games because uh that's like my nightmare right now i'm just like what am i gonna do yeah. i'm gonna be like paralyzed on which one to play so just just give <laughs> us some time here <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, another one too. We got the. We finally got some uh, gameplay of um, of uh, Redfall mm-hmm. as well. This is one I remember, and this is pre beta gameplay. But uh, I, I figured that there was stuff out there. Uh, I'm still not sure what really sparked them pushing this back. But this one was interesting. Again, this is more about is it's another first person shooter, um, but it's about vampires and and that's always a a fun genre to be able to play in. I'm still not a hundred percent sure what the story is with this. Um, but this this is another game and you know me, I love I love a good FPS. Um, <laughs> this is you know this is right up my alley in terms of games. If it wasn't on Game Pass, though, I don't know that I would necessarily go out of my way to get the game. There isn't or hasn't been enough for me anyway to be like, oh, this is a must have for me with it being on Game Pass. Absolutely. I'm going to play it. Uh, and I'm pretty sure this has co-op elements to it as well, which is again, really intriguing. It kind of reminds me of, um, uh, 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 left for dead is what yeah. it reminds me of. And, and that's kind of the feel that I've gotten from this game. Um, so I, I think this is, I mean, it looks, it looks pretty clean. It looks pretty clean graphically. Uh, it looks, it looks all right. There's still, it's still kind of hard to say again. These are, these aren't final builds or anything like that. So a lot of this stuff, this is just more about, Hey, what does the, what does the combat look like? What, what kind of things can you expect uh, right. in there? And, and 
whatnot. So I, I think the big seller for me on Redfall is being able to do the co-op thing and mm-hmm. being able to play that. I'm going to have to look more into what the actual story is about and see if that intrigues me or makes me say, you know what, this is definitely something I'm going to play. But if I have friends that have this game, I will absolutely play this game just because I have friends to play with. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. It gives me Left 4 Dead vibes, uh, which uh, I had a ton of fun with. So, you know, Mm -hmm. if if it can capture that kind of spirit and energy, uh, I I think it'll be a blast. Uh, I'm like you. I don't know that I would go out of my way to buy it. But then again, there's the power of Game Pass, right? You can Mm -hmm. give these titles that you're not sure about a try uh, and, you know, possibly fall in love with a game that you might not have ever really given a real chance to. Um, So if if it can capture that kind of main him that that looks like the uh it's trying to show uh, i think it'll be a really good time um the the question with all these games uh, especially with more co-op elements is will it have enough content going forward to keep players coming back or is this more of a, a, a diversion for a shorter amount of time uh but even so you know if it's fun if it does get anywhere near left for dead then uh it'll be time well spent even if it is short yeah. And, you know, that that's a great point, too, Lucas, is that especially a game like that, that's kind of designed like this. You've got to have more than just the base game, at least kind of planned out. You've got to or if you if you want a game like that to be successful, you have to have content moving forward, because once you get to the end game, then it either if, if there's no replayability to it. Then it's like, all right, well, I'm I'm done with this. I'm I'm good on this. So really, I, I'm curious to see what the plan is. Because it almost reminds me. I mean, there's, there, I mean, obviously, uh, uh, Left for Dead vibes, but it also kind of gives me a little bit of uh, the Division vibes mm-hmm. as well. Um, and, and some of that. And I thought the the Division was successful again because their roadmaps and and their their content drops are are pretty huge. And they are pretty regular. They didn't start out that way, but they they dialed it in and they figured out a good plan moving forward. So I'm hoping that's something that they've thought about, if that is the plan for them or mm-hmm. if it's if this is a just a one off, um, you know, here here's the game you play, it, you go through it. And then when you're done, you're done. I do want to mention very quickly, though, and this I don't know why this seems insulting to me, but. <laughs> Outlander. Do you remember Outlander? Was it Outlander? Uh-huh. Uh, Outriders. 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 I'm sorry, yeah. not Outriders. So Outriders. They they have their uh, new DLC that's going to be dropping here soon as well. Yo, wh- tell me why it costs forty dollars. Tell me Ooh. why. Tell me why a DLC for a game that you have no planned content afterward. I I grinded out super hard. Uh, when it first came out, absolutely loved it. Get to the end game and it just gets stale. Like, mm. oh, collect the guns. And it's like, what's the point of collecting the guns when you're just doing the same stuff? I can't personally justify dropping another $40 on a game that was, and I think the original game was like 40 bucks, right? Yeah. It's something. Yeah. So yeah. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't full price. I know it was on game pass and stuff like that too, but like that to me was insulting. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know if I I should feel insulted. Um, it, it, just, it just seemed like a smack in the face because very much their thing was, oh, yeah, this is not going to be a live service game. They treated it like a live service game. Mm-hmm. Um, we have no planned content for the future because we we're just looking at the numbers and trying to see if people are going to pick up on it. They saw that the numbers were great, but by that time they were already behind. We got a little mid season drop from them uh, here a few months ago. And literally it was just like one extra level and, and some extra, a uh, little extra story content. But again, the story's not like, Oh, this is a mind blowing story. I need more, more of that story content. Right. I need, for a game like that, especially again, it's a looter shooter. There's got to be a ton of loot. There's got to be a ton of shooting, a ton of pew pew. And if you don't have those elements and things to keep getting me to, or, or getting people to come back and play, then your game is not going to have a long shelf life. And that's what I'm most concerned about, uh, especially with that, because number one, they're charging 40 bucks 
for this DLC. Where are we going to get this DLC? How big is it? Mm-hmm. How much story impact is it? How much? How many new guns? How much new stuff? What kind of changes did you make? And then what happens once you get to that end game? Is it going to be like last time or were you where you wait a year and a half, two years before we even get anything from them again? Are they going to continue supporting it? Is it going to be done? I don't know. That, that one for me, if you're looking at that, that's a hold off and and wait unless it unless you get it with game pass i can't justify dropping another 40 dollars on that game yeah that that seems excessive especially for a game that wasn't full price at launch uh mm-hmm. it's if you're gonna charge 40 dollars for any dlc i feel like you have to build up a history of having quality dlc drops <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, obviously that hasn't happened in, in outrider's case uh that's a really tough ask like that's a really yeah. tough ask. I mean, like like maybe I don't know. I guess if they had the history of, of what like Bungie had done with Destiny and, and you had seen like these significant expansions come out. Right. Um like like I guess that would be that would be that would be different. Um Oh, forty dollars is forty dollars is a lot just, just in general. Like I feel like you're reaching a price where I'm like, my expectations are that it's almost a sequel, like right, yeah, like for yeah, that kind exactly. of money, like, like, so, oof, oof, I don't know, tough ask. I would not, I definitely would not be jumping in, at least not right away. Like the the feedback would have to be so amazing on it for me to to jump in and, and buy that. Yeah, I 100% agree that that one is a hard hold. See, see, I'm not going to be quick and don't get me wrong. I like the game. The game plays well. It was fun to play. It's just how it played out um from when it released and there were some issues i know that there were some issues uh it was it was crazy because like during the beta it ran smooth as butter but when the actual game came out there were major <laughs> issues with it lag and and things of that nature and then of course there just wasn't enough content it was very much like an anthem situation where Hey, you got this great looking game, but there is not a lot to do in it once you get to a certain point. So, you know, again, to me, it it feels it just feels insulting uh, to try to throw a $40 price tag. You they have not as a company, like you were saying, they haven't built that trust and that record of of consistency to be able to justify, in my opinion, people going out and dropping another $40 for this DLC that we don't even know exactly. And I need to go in and look to see what changes and things that they have. But like, I need to see a roadmap. I need to know what the plan is to even be able to even think about dropping that kind of money. And then I'm not sure if this is, if it's going to be on Game Pass again, because I think Game Pass might have even hurt its sales. So I think they they haven't even made a profit off the game. So I'm thinking that some of that price tag is trying to make up for the losses that they had at the original drop as well, which again, to me, that is a recipe for a game not to get purchased and and they're going to end up hurting themselves even more in the long run if they go that route. Right. It, it seems like they're at a crossroads and they might not even realize it because if, if enough players are turned off, you're going to have the exact adverse effect that you're trying to avoid. It seems like, honestly, most studios would be like, hey, we were going to charge you for this DLC, but as an act of good faith, it's for free. Like, right. like they, for some reason, are taking... They're going the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah, do I? Do I said that? Dude, I said that a while ago when they first said something about it. I was like, I was like, there is no way that they charge for that DLC. <laughs> boy, oh boy, was I wrong. <laughs> They're like Ryan. Let us show you. <laughs> <laughs> craziness craziness but i am excited for uh redfall starfield obviously both two very very good looking games um and and redfall this is just going to be a fun co-op game uh and then hopefully it's got a they've got a, a solid I, i've got to look but hopefully they've got a solid plan for the game because i think it could be popular people like co-op uh mm-hmm. multiplayer games so it should be uh it should be a good one to be able to play. So those two, uh obviously Starfield is, is a top of my charts 
right now. And 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 quickly too, I just wanted to say that that also don't forget and we talked about this last year, but um Microsoft is I believe starting this year you'll be able to start being able to uh get their cloud gaming service on Samsung TVs starting out. I don't know. I'm guessing eventually it'll open up to other places, but that's going to be huge, especially with Game Pass. You're telling me I could play Game Pass games on my TV? I want it. I want it now. Right? (laughs) Right? Power move right there. Fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, yo, let's let's take a quick commercial break, and then we got some more news to talk about. You know, I got to talk about OW two, what's going on there, and then uh, got got a little announcement from Kojima as well. Hey, hey, yo, we'll be right back, guys. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening to those short messages. And Ryan, I got to admit, one of the announcements that I was super hyped for was the Resident Evil 4 remake. And just so people know my history with the Resident Evil series, Resident Evil 4 is probably my favorite Resident Evil game. I think it had that balance and like the tension, I think, was like a series high in that game. Like Mm -hmm. it is so good. And if you remember, Resident Evil 5 and 6 kind of went the more action oriented route. So until Mm -hmm. we got... Uh, seven, uh, four was kind of like that last really horror fo- focused one, and it is a classic. Uh, Ryan, the thought of having updated graphics, updating some of the systems a little bit, just sounds like this game is gonna be even scarier than what I remember. Like this, this one, they have done such a good job with Resident Evil one, two, and three remakes that uh, mm-hmm. I, I have no doubt this one's going to be amazing. You're already starting with a fantastic base. Uh, and the good news is since this is a little bit newer, obviously than the first three games, uh, I don't feel like there, there has to be such an overhaul. Like maybe the first ones had to go through. Mm-hmm. So super pumped for this. Ryan, <laughs> did you ever play Resident Evil four? I never played a single Resident Evil. I, I played. No, that's not true. I played a little bit of the one that was for the Wii. Uh, there was one for the Wii, and I played a little bit of that. However, I will tell you, Lucas, I did watch a complete history on YouTube of the Resident Evil story, so okay. I do know what's going on. Okay, there you go. There you go. Um, yeah, this, this game I have super high expectations for. You know, if you're a Resident Evil fan, between the remakes uh, and then like what Village has done and all that, like mm-hmm. this is such a great time for resident evil fans that it's like rediscovered its roots pushing it in new ways with the newer games and we're getting these remade classics uh with the older games you gotta love it the one thing i am curious about is because the one of the things that four is famous for is when you aim uh in the original four you could not move like that's part of the tension like when you're aiming your gun you are just you're you're stopping (laughs) (laughs) see like you're facing the zombie horde right so you're just like oh my goodness with all the limited ammo and all that good stuff it Mm -hmm. i could be mistaken but it looks like in some of the the footage they had shown off that that might be changing like i feel like i saw that they were moving and aiming, then that would change the dynamic a lot. So I'm interested to see how that would play out if that was in fact the case, uh, because the fact that you could not move and aim at the same time was part of the uh, tension from that game in the original release. Yeah, that sounds terrifying. That sounds like something I would hate. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think you're right, though. You know, this is definitely one I think, especially remake wise, is going to be and can be absolutely huge. These remakes have been uh, that they've that they've come out with. They've done a really good job with them and bringing them up to to today's specs and what's going on. So I'm really happy, especially for um fans of the series plus this was one of the big things that they that they said are going to be a part of playstation vr2 as well which i think you know again for for games like that that's gonna be huge not not my cup of tea per se but i think folks that i think this is a, a another good incentive to want to even look at possibly getting a psvr2 
my biggest thing with the with the PSVR two is again and and a lot of PlayStation stuff. And I talked about this here uh, a couple weeks ago. Just the fact that Sony is so proprietary with their with their tools and you know auxiliary uh, um, uh, things that you can use. I I I said the camera, the, how the camera had a proprietary port on it that can only be used with a PlayStation. So that's the only thing for me. Like, why get a PlayStation VR two when I can get an Oculus Quest two, probably for way cheaper, and I can play my Steam games. I can play you know games on Oculus. I have a way bigger scope of games that I can play as opposed to being kind of boxed in. Now there was the, um, the, uh, 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 why, why can I, why am I not think of it? Not, not, you know, Aloy and, and horizon, not uh-huh. for it, forbidden West, but they announced a game that they worked specifically for VR PSVR two. But for me, and I'd love to play that, but again, it's just not enough for me to be able to justify going and getting a whole separate headset Right. Or VR just to be able to play PlayStation VR games. So I'm I'm curious to see if they do anything with that. But yeah, dude, this 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 Resident Evil 4 remake I I know is going to be huge. I know there's a lot of people that are that are interested in seeing it and playing it. I know the fans are excited about this. So I'm excited that people are that they are they are moving forward and and this is something that people can expect. Uh, from them capcom uh doing it up so it, it should be exciting i know you've got to be pumped for this yeah super super pumped now I'm, now i'm kind of curious because it feels like this should be the end of the remake just like five right. a, a recent games so like so now we're kind of getting into that territory of of like like do they stop for a while like it feels like they should uh right I also adding to the fact that that five and six weren't as well received uh so mm-hmm. i'm kind of curious right because on one hand from business sense i'm sure that they would want to continue remaking every game in the series <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh yeah it, it just seems like this, we're reaching kind of that limit uh ryan touching on what you said about psvr2 i you know they're gonna need like a full blow, they, they need their Half Life Alex. I think if they're going to convince mm-hmm. people on any widespread scale, even in the case of Half Life Alex, I don't think it moved the needle that much. Like I don't think that many people went out and bought high end uh, right. uh, VR systems just to play ha- uh, Half Life Alex. Uh, so Sony's got the franchises, but if they're just experiences set in those universes, I don't think that's enough. Like we need full blown games for them to do that. And it's going to be tough because the Quest has that freedom. Uh, you can hook mm-hmm. it up to your computer, but you can also just take it with you. Like, like it's much easier to travel with a Quest and play it mm-hmm. in a hotel room when you're on vacation uh, rather than, you know, trying to lug uh, a PSVR 2 and your PS5 <laughs> just, right. just to keep playing it. So it's, it's got some challenges. Uh, the experiences look cool, but uh, like I said, we still need that full-blown uh, game that really sells people. That's a great point. It, it, that's kind of how I see it. I see them more as experiences as opposed to games that are being developed within that framework and within that infrastructure that are made specifically for that. And and you're absolutely correct on the fact that you need to not only do you need the headset, but you also need the uh, PS5 to be able to maximize what it can do. And that is a lot that doesn't have that portability. It doesn't have that ease of access. And I really think that Sony's got to they've got to address that somehow, some way. Otherwise, I feel like it's just it, there's no way for it to compete with it, right. there's just no way it can compete. It, not only that, but I'm sure the price wise is probably going to be a lot more than what I can get in uh, uh, Quest 2 for. So you've got to have a good reason for people to be able to not only get it. So you mm-hmm. got to have games, full fledged games like you're saying. But then why not? Why can't I play other other VR games that I have on it? I'd like to be able to have that. To me, they put it too much into a box and I feel like it's really hurting it. 
Right. And and uh, I think we've both said this before. Sony does not have the best history of supporting some of their secondary systems. <laughs> so mm-hmm. my biggest worry that if this struggles, that Sony just kind of lets it die a quiet death and, and really doesn't try and fight for it. <laughs> Vita. <laughs> like, <laughs> so hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully that's not the case. Um, but uh, P- the first PSVR didn't exactly set the world on fire. I don't really think they ever found their footing fully there. So maybe they learned. We'll find out. We shall see. But you know, one of the big news for me, I was not expecting this at all. Uh, but we got some Overwatch 2 news. We got an official launch date for October 4th. As early access, it will be free to play, which we knew that was coming. Again, that's probably going to just be the PvP. The PvE portion will definitely be a, a you'll have to pay to be able to get into that. Uh, we also found, and we knew about this, if anybody falls and, and, and stays current on, on Overwatch news, we knew that the Junker Queen was going to be coming at some point in time. Uh, she's been, we've known about her since back in, in, uh, um, Overwatch one, uh, through just some lore and stuff like that. So now we officially got to see her. We know that she's going to be a tank. That's going to be huge. And next, or I'm sorry, not next month, this month at the end of this month, actually starting June 16th. That's tomorrow from when this releases. You will be able to sign up for the open beta. Make sure you sign up to be able to get into that. And that is also, and and the open beta will be coming live June 28th. And that is when we will also get the Junker Queen. So this is my thoughts on, on, on some of that. Number one, I need to see, again, I wasn't really expecting to hear anything like this. This is, and if you guys have been following along here on the show, there was one point in time where I didn't even think Overwatch 2 was going to happen. So this just absolutely warms my heart. Uh, (laughs) But (laughs) for me, you know, and I I like the changes that they've made. I I didn't think I was going to be a fan of the 5v5. Actually, that completely changed the experience for me. And I, I felt like it changes the way that you play. I love the fact that they they are on a good schedule now as far as hero releases. And we're starting to get that stuff now. Um, the big thing for me and what I was really hoping to see from them, and there might be something later, too, is that I need to see now what this PVE experience is all about. I need to know that what they're doing in terms of that is going to be worth the price tag. And who knows? I, I don't, I can't imagine that it's going to be, I, I'm guessing that they're going to drop this at like 30 bucks for the PVE side of things. I'm glad that they made the PVP part uh, free to play. That's super smart on their end. I felt like overwatch one could have easily been P, uh, uh, free to play, but uh-huh. um, you know, so, so that all makes sense to me. I need to know now though, what that PVE is about, but I am glad. Again, I know there's a lot of people that talked about tra- uh, talk trash and said, you know, oh, it's basically Overwatch 1.5. This is just a big DLC for me and somebody that, that used to play rather competitively. Uh, I felt the changes. I felt the differences. They're not out of this world, but that's not what I was expecting from the PVP side of this. What I, what I really was expecting from the PVP side uh, was kind of what we, you know, these little changes, but really it was getting it into the infrastructure that they're able to work out of now and then be able to move forward without being stagnated by the old systems. So I think, you know, it, that completely makes sense for them to make the moves that they did with the PVP side and then making it free to play no one's going to complain about that because now everybody has access to be able to play at least the PVP portion of this game. What I want though, is that PVE. I want that lore and I want more and more characters. If they're going to do this like they, like they should and, and how this game is built out to be, we should be getting, you know, 
character drops at least every couple of months, introducing new characters, you know, doing things that way. So I think and what it looks like is that they're going to be a lot more aggressive moving forward in that respect. And I am all for this. This has got me pumped, man. Like when I saw that, I was just like, oh, what's like Overwatch 2? Like we were and I was like, what? Early access <laughs> coming October 4th. I was like, you've got I was like, yes, baby. Give me that date, baby. I didn't think it was going to come out this year. I thought we, I didn't think, so even though it's early access, it, so technically it's not officially, it won't officially be out, but it'll be out. At least the PVP side of it will be out for early access. And then I'm guessing on the PVE side, that's when we'll get into 2023 and when that will drop. And I don't know how that will work in terms of. You've already got the game, the PVE drops, and then you pay the money to be able to access the PVE side of things. Uh, we shall see. But this is exciting. I am I am so pumped. This is you guys already know. This is one of my favorite games. It has deep meaning to me, both just from online play and 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 playing with people and playing with my brother. And I know that you played with your brother as well. You know, this game will always have a place in my heart. So to be able to see this has got me absolutely pumped. I know people are going to hate me for it, but I don't care. <laughs> you know, I, I will say, like I said, they, they, they're keep, still making the right moves to kind of build up the excitement again for this. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's crazy to think of, of how big Overwatch was at launch to how much it seemed to struggle uh, kind of at the tail end of, of Overwatch to kind of mm-hmm. building that momentum again now. Like, like it, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's fun. It's good. Like, this is a franchise that I want to see succeed. Um, it, you know, as you just said, Ryan, it's a great way. Of, we both have great memories of connecting with people while playing this game. Uh, I'll always have those fond memories. I'm, I'm intrigued. Uh, hopefully the new characters will, like you said, will drop at a more regular rate to kind of keep things fresh and new. Um, it's funny because the focus has been so much on the 5v5 and, and some of those changes that I, mm-hmm. it, it's funny, I almost forgot about the PvE stuff that I'm actually really intrigued by because the one thing the series has done well is building up that lore on the side and kind of getting you investing these characters so i am all for them taking a deep dive uh into more of the lore so i'm all for that i'm really intrigued to see what they do with it yeah i'm just i'm just excited that they have they like straight up put an early access date out there that had (laughs) me i I was not ready for it i was not ready for it i was just like wait a second what i was like did i read that correctly that's an early access october 4th this year say what now like yes i am i am here for not only that but then we also know because i knew it when they when they announced the the junker queen i was like well i was like they wouldn't announce it and then wait six months down the road to drop her. So I was like, the beta has got to be coming out. The open beta has got to be coming out relatively soon then. And then we found it's coming out here in a couple of weeks. So that's really exciting that number one, we'll be able to play with this new character, but now it's going to be open to everybody. Just make sure that you sign up. You could probably do it on the website or, or just search it on the, on the interwebs, but this will be their open beta. So there's not going to be any kind of wall for people to be able to get in or having to go and watch Twitch streams. Everybody should be able to get in. And I believe this is going to be on um, most all platforms. Uh, and I'm, Assuming that it will also be crossplay because that's how they ended up bringing crossplay to Overwatch One. So I can't imagine that they would build this out and then not have crossplay in it as mm-hmm. well. I can't remember from the uh, from the closed beta uh, exactly, but this is dude, this is huge, man. I am so so pumped for this. It, it is. I, I am ready to jump back in and play this every single day. <laughs> oh man that's gonna it's gonna take up all your time watch out destiny because once once yeah. this hits early access <laughs> i'm too deep with destiny dude i can't i can't not play destiny too i've you know it's like it's like i got them both i got i got them both back those are my bread and butter destiny and, and overwatch baby that's what i'm talking about <laughs> you know the, well i wanted to bring up one more topic uh about a game that will probably not enter early access and we probably won't see <laughs> for 
another half decade if we're lucky. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think one of the, one of the bigger announcements was Kojima announcing a partnership with Xbox. And mm-hmm. I mean, the the one thing that that was really uh, surprising for me is is between Metal Gear Solid and Death Stranding, Kojima has a very strong tie to PlayStation. Uh, so the mm-hmm. fact that Xbox is, is forming a partnership with Kojima uh, sounds great. Of course, this is literally just announcing the partnership. <laughs> so uh, we mm-hmm. know that he is working on his next game. Uh, we also know that he takes his time. We also know that I'm sure the first teaser trailer will be super weird and we're all going to be sitting there going, <laughs> it looks good, but what did I just watch? <laughs> but no, uh, again, another great move for xbox uh just another one of those moves that's not gonna pay dividends till uh way down the road yeah and some of the big key things that i took from that announcement too is number one he he had mentioned their cloud gaming service so i'm guessing something within this game that he's creating or this concept because uh, he said also it's a new concept so there's no telling with kojima's imagination what kind of game we are going to get. I am absolutely pumped because that that he is a creative that that pushes the boundaries on games and his creativity and and what they create over at Kojima Production Companies is is I will always be a fan of Hideo Kojima uh number 1. So whatever it is, I will purchase it. I will get it because I love you. And I am a stan, <laughs> but you know, it's going to be good. And I love the fact that, again, this is going to be something that he's never done before. He's saying he is specifically saying it is a never before seen concept that basically, you know, if, if we go back to his last game, uh, Death Stranding, uh, Walking Simulator 2.0, um, <laughs> very different, but literally it is taking the worst parts of, of you know, <laughs> A game having to walk around and and do all these little menial tasks, and he made it into a game. It was absolutely stunning, and I I still need to beat the game. Okay, so so this is I'm limited on what I actually know about the game, but the fact that that again he's not afraid to push the boundaries, and 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 to me that's really important, especially what Microsoft has in store. Uh, for with their cloud gaming and and how he can utilize these systems into a game into concepts that you know he's saying we've never seen before uh it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting i'm just i'm excited to see as we start getting more information uh this was just the first initial hey i am officially working with xbox game studios to create something amazing um so now who knows how long it'll take when we'll actually see anything from them or or what even the concept will be but the fact that we know and now have confirmed that he is working on something with xbox uh i'm all giddy about it i'm all i'm all about it baby (laughs) <laughs> right, right. Okay, here's here's an interesting uh, debate. Will we see Kojima's next game or The Witcher Four first? <laughs> Ooh, that's a, that's a toss up. That is a toss up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe by the time twenty thirty hits, we'll get one or both. Maybe. One, yeah. <laughs> maybe. Uh, yeah. No, Kojima's one of those creative minds that. Um, you might not always understand what he's doing, but you respect it, right? And and, yep. and whenever he takes risks, uh, I think it, the industry is better for it. And if he's saying, you know, these are things we haven't seen before, uh, one can only imagine what that means. <laughs> so right. uh, super pumped for it, super pumped. Uh, basically, in short, Ryan, Summer Game Fest, super, off to a super strong start this year. Uh, and the only thing we're missing is a Nintendo Direct. So, Nintendo, you need to jump in and schedule something soon, please, because uh, everybody else is getting in on the fun. Uh, Ryan, mm-hmm. super, super real quick. I know that E3 kind of doubled down saying they will be back next year for sure. Uh, however, seeing Summer Game Fest this year, seen also that they all had a, a, a small in-person component for some media members. Ryan, mm-hmm. do you do you think E3 can still come back and be effective, uh, especially in the face of how we're seeing Summer Game Fest evolve? You know, I, I, I think it can. 
I, I do think it can. And one of the big things before we got into Summer Game Fest was uh, Jeff Keighley basically tempered people's expectations. Hey, don't this isn't just world premieres over. You know what I mean? This and that. This is talking about and these are conferences on things that are coming out, uh, things that we already know about. And, and I'm I'm glad that he kind of put that statement out there, too, because to me, that is more of an E3 thing where that's where you're getting a ton of hype. Here's you know, here's a bunch of games that you never even heard of before that, that we're going to be seeing. So I think they both can live respectively in that space. I think one, you know, E3 does one thing, but Summer Game Fest does something different too. Not only that, but it brings exposure to a bunch of ind- independent games as well. They have a bunch of conferences. I know Netflix uh, had a, a, a conference and they talked about some of the shows and some of the IPs they're working with, Tribeca Film Festival and and the work that they've got going on. So I have I have a great appreciation uh, for Summer Game Fest and the fact that it is not just a compact ah, barrage of things. It's something where you get to breathe a little bit, schedule things out, see what you see, what you've got going on. If you go on Steam right now, there's a ton of game demos that you can try out. There's a ton of games that you can start wish listing now and and start reaching out to. I know there's going to be people that we're going to reach out to to try mm-hmm. to see if we can't have on the show and and check out the games and stuff like that. So like that's where I have that appreciation because it is more of like a, a conference and being able to, oh, you know, take my time and sit down and and see and, and flesh through some of these things that are really like, oh, man, this looks really intriguing. Let me go ahead and, and, and reach out. And, and you know, this wasn't even on my radar before, but now it is. Whereas I feel that E3 is more of that like, blah, let's get hyped up. You know, so I, I, I'm excited for both. I, and, and, I, and I welcome E3 coming back. I know that I've said before, too, that maybe that was the death of them. But it sounds like they are still pushing forward. And I think it I'm not I'm not mad that they are. I do think, though, that they need to make some changes on the E3 level to be able to to get it back to the show that I felt like it used to be as opposed to what has been the last few years. Yeah, they definitely need to make some changes. Uh, you know, for starters, being being uh, Vegas people, right? I think uh, they should move it out to Vegas. Hey, we have all the space. I'm we have all the space. Come on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, make it a little less cramped. I mean, come on, come on. That's one yep. thing I think everybody will say is that E3 is just it's ridiculously cramped these days. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm. I, I think the the one challenge that they might have is uh, because Summer Game Fest kind of takes its time and schedules things out that that uh, people might just associate E3 with Summer Game Fest now. Right. <laughs> not that that's a, I mean, not that that's like a terrible, terrible thing, but um, they definitely need to make a splash next year to kind of reestablish their identity and hopefully they can do it. And with this year that they have to kind of plan things, uh, hopefully it, it comes out because um, – I know that that E3 had fallen on tough times, but mm-hmm. uh, still, lots of gamers still have very fond memories from that conference. So hopefully, they get things together and come back strong next year. Yeah, and we'll see too because typically after E3 or during E3 is when they announce when the next E3 is. So we haven't, you know, they've confirmed that they're going to do an E3 next year, but we don't know any kind of date or what that looks like. So there could be things that they're working on on the back end that they're looking to get into place before announcing that kind of stuff and, and making those moves. So we'll see what they do and how they announce that stuff. So. I will say, like, if, if I were trying to make a power move by about E3 and trying to kind of stick it to Summer Game Fest just a little <laughs> bit, um, I'd schedule it in May. Like, I'd get the jump. Right. Like, I'd, yep. I'd go back to to having that time period all to yourself again. That would be the smart move on, on their part. And I think it would definitely be effective uh, because, yeah, you're right. Summer Game Fest has kind of gobbled up the summer months. Um 
they took an opportunity to to do something when we went into the pandemic and I feel like it's really paid off and you see that there you've got all kinds of people uh, different companies and studios that are now a part of the Summer Game Fest conferences that are going on which brings the spotlight not only to these big huge games but smaller games to films to other things within that within that arena I guess that are, that is going on and I feel like it's a great opportunity to be able to do that and have it spread out as opposed to an E3 where it's just jam packed with a ton of stuff and you're like ah so <laughs> we'll see what they got going on there though but yeah lots lots of lots of news lots of demos lots of things go check it out make sure you guys uh uh you know the stuff is available demos are available i'm sure people are streaming the games and and doing the things so if you haven't had a chance uh check it out or you can find the updates or or um uh, vods on youtube and and anywhere else that you check things out though uh lucas what do you got going on this weekend my friend Okay, knock on wood. I am just setting my <laughs> expectations super low here. Just, just no hospital this weekend. Just that, that's yeah. that's my goal. No bronchitis, Ryan. No, yes, <laughs> that's yes. that's the goal. Just, just be healthy. Just have a nice, relaxing weekend. Um, honestly, the day we're recording this is is Nevada's primary election, so just kind of post election craziness. Just to sit back. And just game. I don't care what yep. I play. Just game. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? Yeah. yeah, I'm completely on board with that. I am. I am in the same boat. It's like, you know, I've made I've made changes, and and I'm working on on getting healthier and stuff like that. So just try to find some time to be able to spend outside. Obviously, get some gaming in. Um, nothing really heavy other than the Destiny 2 stuff that I've been working on. Uh, still grinding through Tiny Tina's, although that is feeling a little repetitive to me. Um, but I'm just trying to crank that story out and then, and then move forward. I've still got Lego Star Wars that I'm working on as well. So nothing, nothing too crazy. I, I'm still recovering too. So it was a lot. I didn't get to play a lot at all last week. It was difficult even sitting in front of a computer, um, last week. So I'm just looking to kind of take it easy, relax, rest, recoup, reset, and then, and get back down to business. So should be good, man. But we hope you guys have a good rest of your week. Don't forget, hit us up on the tweeters at Land Parties Pod, at Lucas Egan, or at Smitty2447. Thank you so much again for joining us. Don't forget, check out all the stuff. You got demos. There's games coming out. Uh, the new PlayStation Plus is in effect as of yesterday, the 13th. So make sure you take a look at that. I'm probably going to boost up to the highest tier because I really want to check out the PC uh, thing that they've got in line with that and what that looks like. Uh, I just haven't had a chance to do it yet. But um, no, thank you guys so much again for joining us. Like I said, we've got some great interviews lined up coming up so uh please make sure if you haven't subscribed check us out on youtubes uh as well and then obviously on on any podcasting platform thank you guys again and you know what it is we love your faces